Hello, and thank you for joining us on our Inspire Church podcast. It's our prayer that this message inspire you, that it builds your faith, and that it can help you see how God desires to move in your life. Enjoy the message. I'll be speaking from the book of Haggai over the next few weeks. It's only a small book. It has two chapters, small, but very powerful and very unique. At your stage of life, you probably thought that maybe things would be a little bit different. Maybe you expected more. Maybe you expected to be a bit more advanced in what you've achieved in life. No doubt many of you, if you've finished school and you've gone into university or going into university, you've got yourself a job, you've got yourself a trade, you've got yourself a a career and maybe now you're married and you have kids or you want kids or you brought a house or you want a house. Now you work longer hours trying to service the the commitment you have in living this life. And when you were younger, you probably just expected I'd be much further ahead or maybe things would be a little bit different in the season that I'm in now. Maybe some of you, you came to church and you you tried God and it probably wasn't what you thought and you just think, what is going on? I thought life would be different. I look at my life and the dreams I had as a child and now I get to my age and I just think maybe things could have been different or in my mind I just, the reality kind of doesn't match the fantasy and you just kind of, you're trying to balance out where I should be in life. As you look at Haggai, 50,000 Israelis had returned to Jerusalem, the capital of Judah, from 70 years of captivity in Babylon. They were taken out of their hometown and now they're taken back. And when they returned, there was a plan to build their own houses But the major corporate plan was to rebuild the temple, the place where they worship God. And if you look in the the Bible, the temple they're speaking about rebuilding is Solomon's temple. Solomon's temple had been destroyed when the Babylonians invaded Israel But Solomon's temple was one of those places where people came together to worship God. It was a place where they congregated. It's a place where they kept up with their friends and their relationships. We would say it was the focal point or it was a town square or it was the the, the mall, as it were, in our environment where people used to catch up and renew their relationships. Solomon's temple... It was an amazing place. If they had the seven wonders of the world back then when Solomon's temple was being built, it would have been one of the wonders of the world. People from all over the world used to come to Jerusalem to visit Solomon's temple. So they began to build the temple. This is 
isn't amazing we always start well in, in life? We kind of, we start. And here Israel, they started to build the temple. It says in this scripture here, the foundation was laid. The altar was built. <laughs> then, but it didn't look like anything of Solomon's temple as yet. And then they got some opposition. The Samaritans, which we find many times in Scripture, they're the ones that were opposing, you know, every work that God did. And here's the Israelites back in Judah. They're doing what God wants them to do. They've settled their houses. They've got their jobs. They're building the house of God. Then the Samaritans oppose them and they stop building. Can you believe that? A little bit of opposition. They said, no, we're not going to do this anymore. And what they did, they stopped building the temple and start to focus on building their own house. I just wonder in this season that we're in that, you know, we haven't been focusing on the house of God. I wonder if we've been focusing on our own house. And there's nothing wrong with building a house and making it strong. And I just think over the last few months, I believe that even though it's had its pressures, I guarantee that many families have been strengthened in their relationship to one another. Relationships with parents and kids has got stronger. But here they had an overfocus. They stopped building the house of God just to focus on solely their own thing. Then Haggai 1, verses 3 to 5, the word of the Lord came by Haggai, the prophet saying, listen to this. Is it time for yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses? Well, and this temple to lie in ruins. Now, therefore, thus saith the Lord, this is the old King James words, thus saith the Lord, hey, consider your ways. Now, let me just emphasise right at the moment, it doesn't matter where you live in the world. God's not against you having nice things. Where you live, you want to have it nice. It's your home, you, you decorate it, you make it your home. God's not against nice things. Whether it's a nice bike, whether it's a nice car, whether it's a nice motorbike, whatever it is, God's not against us having nice things. But He is concerned with priorities. And that's why He says in this Scripture, guys, come on, I'm not against those things, but please consider your ways. Consider your priorities. Give careful thought to your ways. And you're saying to them, why aren't you putting God first? What you've done, you put your own house over God's house. And we know in the, in the New Testament, in Matthew, where it says, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these other things shall be added unto you. We know that from a New Testament perspective. But we even see that King David, what did he do? He built God's house. And because he built God's house, God was able to build 
his house. So I believe there is a principle and a promise here that if we get the combinations right, not only does God's house get built, your house gets built, and they're both blessed by the Almighty God. But here, this discouraged people, they pulled back. Maybe like a season that we've been in, that COVID's hit and we've kind of pulled back from the things of God. Maybe we've been so confused with the DIYs and, you know, and not being concerned with, with others and our life has become small and we've taken our eyes off the bigger plan that God has for us. Can you believe this? For 14 years, after they'd stopped building the house, they had not raised one hand or finger to continue it. 14 years. There was no progress. The house of God was on hold. There was no prayers. There was no effort. The focus became all about what I wanted and all about what they wanted. So God raised up Haggai to call the people back to the task of building the house of the Lord. Haggai 1.2 says this, Thus speaks the Lord of hosts, saying, this people, now listen to this. This people says, the time has not yet come. The time that the Lord's house should be built. It's interesting to note where in this scripture, the Lord calls the people, this people. In many times, we hear God calling the children of Israel, his people. You are my people. You are a chosen generation. But in this situation, he doesn't call them his people. He calls them this people. It's interesting that when Moses was having hassles with the children of Israel, going through the wilderness when they were rebellious, he, he disowned them. They said, they're not my people. Moses, they're your people. And this people say, what are they saying? God said, this people are saying the time is not yet come to rebuild the Lord's house. Why would they say that? Because they started. I get amazed that sometimes that people start well, then they get distracted and say, well, the time's not yet to follow after God. But the time is always right to put God first. Well, what had put them off? The opposition what, what had put them off? The difficulties? What had put them off? The frustration or man that just got busy in family, it just got busy in work. I, I just want to tell you today because things may not be falling into right order, it doesn't mean that God doesn't want you to keep moving ahead. I feel in my life, the closer you get to doing what God wants you to do and doing what is right, I've got to fight this and you've got to fight this. I just find that I get a lot of doubts. Am I doing the right thing? You get opposition. People begin to pull against you, whether they're inside or, or outside. Remember when Nehemiah was building the wall and Israel was all into it, but there was this character called Sam Ballot. And I believe that each one of us has a Sam Ballot. Their name may not be Sam Ballot. Their name may be a, a neighbour. It may be a family member. It may be just someone that's just always kind of opposing 
what God wants to do within your life. But I loved how Nehemiah handled it. He always ignored it. He kept the sword in his hand and he kept the trowel in his hand and they kept moving forward. He said, I'm too busy building the house of God, getting on with my life than to be distracted by minor things causing difficulties. The Apostle Paul even says, man, there's a wide open door for me, but there are many obstacles. You see, when you know, when you know you're supposed to do something like join a life group, make that phone call, maybe serve, maybe consistently give of your tithes and your offerings, maybe to forgive that person you know that you should, maybe to get back into fellowship that over this period, and I know I'm preaching to people that are already watching, but you may have people in your life that over this season, they've got distracted and they've moved away. I believe that God is saying something today. There is something that each one of us is supposed to do. And what I've realised over the period of time that the longer I put off doing something, the harder it gets. Whether it's forgiving, that's a big one. I'm finding in life, man, if I've got to forgive someone, I just get in there straight away. Otherwise, I just get all my emotions in a knot. I know I should do it, but it seems like one of those big elephants you can't get through. It gets challenging. Should we choose the easy way or the right way. I, I want to tell you what my challenge is all the time. I want the easy way. Uh, don't worry about tithing. Don't worry about joining a life group. But God's put it on your heart. Don't worry about putting that relationship right. You know, stop gossiping. Oh, now it's easy to gossip. You know, what is easy and what is right? It's easy to get discouraged. And I'll be speaking about this in a few weeks' time especially when things are not going our way and when we feel like we should be further along. Why isn't this working? Why isn't life coming together the way that it should? It's hard to say to ourselves, be strong, keep moving forward. But we find it time and time again in the Bible, be strong, be strong, be strong, be strong. It's not be strong in ourselves. it's being strong in our God. I believe that our God will stir our hearts every now and then. We may think time is not right. We may think it's just too hard. I like this quote. It's always the right time to do the right thing. When should you do the right thing? It's always the right time to do the right thing. The Bible says the time is now, Haggai 1 and verse 6 reads like this. Because they've neglected putting God first, it says you have sown much and you bring in little. You eat, but do not have enough. You drink, but you're not filled with drink. You clothe yourself, but no one is warm and you earn wages and you earn wages to 
put it into a bag with holes. You work hard, still doesn't satisfy. You become outwardly successful, but you're still not satisfied. It's never enough. You've been there. I've been there. We've all been there. And it, all it is is an adjustment because God wants us satisfied. Doesn't it say in the Bible, the blessing of the Lord makes us rich and adds no sorrow to it. I believe what he's saying, you put God first, you can have whatever God puts within your life and you will find fulfilment and satisfaction. I love the answer that God has for Israel as they try to come up with excuses. The time's not now. It's amazing. You're probably even saying yourself now, the time's not yet. I believe there is a timing in God, but to do the right thing is always the right time. Haggai 1, 7 and 8 says this, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, here we go again, consider your ways. Have a think about where your life's going. Have a look at what you're spending all your time on. This isn't a word of condemnation. This has been stirring in my heart for the last few weeks. I believe there is a change upon us. Things are beginning to change, especially in Australia, where things, the COVID restrictions are beginning to ease off. We've got to make some smart choices as we come out of this and step into another season of moving forward. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. And this is what he says to the children of Israel. You started something, you built the altar, you built the frame, but he says, now what I want you to do, he says, I want you to go up the mountains, number one. He says, number two, I want you to bring wood. Number three, I want you to build the temple. Why? That I may take pleasure in it and be glorified, says the Lord. You see, whatever you build for God, God takes pleasure in it. Amen? And He is glorified. So God makes it really clear to Israel. What are they supposed to do? You know, see, we worry about the future, the next steps. God may say, I want you to do one, two, three, but we're not worried about the one, two, three. We're worried about four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We want to see it all. I want to tell you that's not the way that God works. He says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. He wants us to take steps in line of doing what He wants us to do. God wanted them to do three things. And I've got a prop over here and it's a simple thing. He says, guys, I haven't got a mountain, but he says, I want you to go up to the mountains. Number one, he says, I want you to get some timber. And he says, I want you to build the house. What is it again? Three things, simple. Have you got it yet? One, go up to the mountain. Two, get some timber. Number three, build the house. Can you have it any simpler? He's trying to alleviate excuses. He makes it very clear. And I believe within our life that God makes it so clear. It's so clear and it's so simple that sometimes we just get all tripped up. How do we follow God? Go to the mountain, 
get the timber, build the house. Step by step, making the right decisions is not always convenient decisions. Uh, but I, I can't go to the mountain. I've got to take the kids to the football. Uh, I, I can't, you know, build. A, I've, I've got a bit of tennis elbow. You know, we can always make excuses, but God will always lay on your heart what you can do. And He doesn't mention it once. He mentions it a number of times. You know, if, for you, it could be putting your finances in order. Get help. Live on a budget. Climb out of debt. What does God want you to do? Two things. Three things. Get help. Live on a budget. Climb out of debt. It could be to take care of yourself. Three things. Eat right. Exercise. Get eight hours sleep a night. Honour the Lord. Take care of the temple that He's given you. Isn't that simple? Oh, but it's so confusing. No, keep it simple. You see, the way to get started, listen to this. You can say, yeah, I need to go to the mountain. I need to build the house. I need to get the timber. Yeah, I need to do that. Hey, why don't you stop talking about it and start doing something? A lot of people talk. And this is a bit of a thing I do around the office. Talk, talk, talk. Hey, I'd rather you go like that and do something. Stop talking, start doing. It's always the right time to do the right thing. Put God first. The season to start building again is now. The time of isolation is coming to an end. I want to encourage you today. Hey, it's always the right time to do the right thing. It's always the right time to put God first. Come out of your cage. Come out of your house. Yeah, you may have to wear your mask. You still got to isolate whatever it might be. But let's re-kick our lives. Let's re-kick the environment and the atmosphere. I believe that Haggai cries out from his book today and says, come on church, wherever you are, it's time to rise up. The time is now to put God first. Thanks again for joining us. If you have any questions or simply for more information regarding Inspire Church, visit us at inspirechurch.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. It's our prayer that you live inspired by the Word of God and more alive in Him than ever before. Until next time.